can you achieve good performance over a longer period of time? And that really goes to the people aspects of a business. It's relatively easy to achieve performance for a year or two, burn out the team, and quite often extract a lot from your customers, it might be pricing, it might be goodwill, but you can't do that forever. And you've got to find some other way of, of moving forward and neither should you. So, so I think measuring how people have developed in a business is really important. And if I break that down, you know, in any reasonable sized business, I've always liked to see people staying and not leaving and some of the leaders moving up through the business and taking on different and bigger, often bigger responsibilities so that they're getting something out of it in, in, in their careers. Of course, not everybody wants to do that and neither should they be forced to. So I think part of the important element for a very senior leader in a business is to understand what people genuinely want. That's not always what they say they want to do, of course. Sometimes people will tell you they want promotion because they think that's what you want to hear. And it's very important to get underneath that. Uh, and I've had situations where I, I pressurized somebody too hard and they thought that what I wanted to hear was they really wanted to be the director of programs for a business. And they said yes, but really their heart said no. And subsequently they quit. And when I asked them why, it was, well, I didn't really want to do the job. Mm. Why did you tell me you did? Because I thought that's what you wanted to hear. So you have to temper the enthusiasm and remember that answers are more complex than they look. Mm. And, uh, and it's important uh, as, a, as a leadership team to understand and learn about people, mm. uh, not in an intrusive way, but to find a way in which they can be comfortable telling you the truth about what their aspirations are. Because it's far better for them to stay in a job where they're performing well than be over-promoted into something. For whatever reason, they don't want to do at this time. So people development, really important for any sustainable business. Sometimes in organisations you can get a culture, though, where the idea is that everybody should be wanting to climb up the ladder, and if you're not, then are you really worth the investment? Yeah, that's right. And I've worked in companies, and I, I won't mention them, but certain US companies in the past, in particular, uh, I remember one where the, the, the human resources mantra for a while was called uh, raising the bar. And the, the essence of raising the bar was that the weakest 10% of any workforce should really leave the business every year. And weakest uh, uh, measured how? Well, that's a good question. I mean, weakest could be by performance review. It could be by you know, a lack of enthusiasm, to, to your point. It could be by financial performance for the more senior executives. Um, and the obvious logic of that is that over time, I will raise the average performance in, in my business. But of course, those kind of approaches, uh, and thankfully they're largely out of favour now, but those kind of approaches tend to cause some unexpected or unintended behaviour. So if somebody thinks they might be below the bar, they might be encouraging themselves to quit before they get fired. And you, you know, you, you, you're, not, you're encouraging a, I would say, a, a sort of numerical approach versus a dialogue-based approach. You know, I think the answer to your point is that it's for the senior leadership to try and set the culture in an organisation. I mean, you said some organisations have a culture. Well, maybe they do. If the chief executive and his or her staff don't want that culture, then they can change the message. They can change the story, tell a different story. And 
there's again two pieces to that. One is tell a different story, which is we want this to be based on dialogue and what you actually want. And we recognize work-life balance can be important to some people at certain parts of their career. And secondly is to follow through and show people that you mean it. Mm. So if you have one part, which is the dialogue, but then there's no evidence on the ground that it's meaningful, then it's not meaningful. You mm. need both elements. And if you don't, equally, if, if you do the right things on the ground, but you don't enforce a message, that's also rather difficult because people see a change in behavior, but maybe they don't understand why. Is that just because somebody's forgotten to be aggressive anymore? Or what, what, what's the reason for that? So, mm. So I think that it is important to have a message and then and then reinforce. And you know, I've been in a number of quite difficult business situations where, particularly as it happens in in my time in France, where I've had to turn around businesses. And you know, France has a reputation for somewhat adversarial relationships in the workplace. Somebody who's worked there like me would say that's not always true. I, I've been in situations where. I have stood up in front of an industrialized workforce and told them we're going to make some changes but we're not going to close your factory provided we achieve this this and this and two years later I moved on to another executive role and I've had people come up to me and said we didn't believe you what you said but we did believe when you said it and then you did it right so what I learned from that is you know the word is important and the action is also important but in organisations that have been running for a while, isn't culture notoriously difficult to change? Well, I'm, I'm sure it, it, it's as difficult as you, as, you, as you want it to be. I think in the, in the question of how you treat people, in, in any large organisation or any organisation, you know, there, there will inevitably be a, um, a smaller group of people who have influence over the larger organisation. I mean, it could be the top 2% of the organization or, or a population of 5% of the population. If you really want cultural change, then you're going to have to get those people all speaking the right language. And until you do, then you won't, you'll get pockets of change, but it might not be universal. So if you, these things are difficult, but if you want that change, then you're going to have to invest some time with those people. Okay. I think the other thing that I found very, really important is leaders leading from the front. What I've always found, and this really is not rocket science, but it is missed very often, is uh, I'll give you an example of not, not about people development, but more about improving businesses. Um, one business I, I, I just recently worked in, uh, in the security industry, you know, we uh, were suffering badly because it was just taking us far too long to build the products and therefore we were missing deadlines and losing business. And the first thing was that if you looked at the business as a sales organization and a product and manufacturing organization, then they, both of those sides had a perfect reason to blame the other for the reason that there was no success. Why should I sell products that they can't make? And manufacturing would say, why would I make more products? They never sell them anyway. So you had this situation which was uh, a convenient loop of failure uh, and people were energized to explain failure. And what I wanted, and I convinced my leadership team that they wanted too, was we wanted people to channel their energy at work into success. 
which is pretty obvious. And you know, obviously what we needed to do was we certainly needed to fix the manufacturing problem and provide more products more quickly to the marketplace. But what we really wanted was a, you know, for want of a better word, a lean culture in the business. Mm. And a, so we, and I personally recruited some experts in, in the field. But what was important to that was that I spent quite a lot of my time involved in those uh, seminars and sessions and even, you know, it down on the shop floor in factories, in uh, sales and marketing reviews, trying to work out how to speed up processes. And what happens then is people think, okay, so the CEO, instead of spending his time going to cocktail parties and drinking gin tonics with prospective clients, actually what he's doing at the moment is he's sitting in this room taking personal interest in how are we going to halve the lead time on the next product. And you know what, most people think, well, if the CEO's doing that, then maybe I should be involved too, because people would get pretty nervous deciding not to be involved in something which the very senior leadership is giving a very, mm. very clear steer that this is how I spend my time in the business. You now, most people think, well, I should probably spend some of my time doing that too. And, you know, within about six months, we had found that we had changed the culture because people just figured that the right thing to do was to get involved in this improvement process. Now, of course, some didn't want to, and some very senior leaders didn't want to, and you have to take appropriate action around that. And, but, right. but that's, uh, it's always like that, and you're talking about uh, a 95%, 5% kind of, mm. kind of issue. Mm. And you know, most reasonably intelligent people will observe what their leaders are doing. Mm. They may not change immediately, but they will. They'll think notice. about that very carefully. Yeah, it gets so, noticed. So, what, so you, what you do or don't do gets noticed. Yeah, so leadership from the front is important. It's mm. actually no good saying, well, you should do all of this, and, 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 but, but I, I don't need to. And, you know, I learned this from a much more um, senior person than level I've got to. You know, some time back in my career, I worked for a company which no longer exists called Goodrich Aerospace. It was acquired by United Technologies in uh, 2012. But... The, the, the chief executive of that company, a, a guy called Marshall Larson, was a US-based company based in uh, uh, North Carolina. He's running an $8 billion corporation with many different activities. And he was certainly very, a very active CEO in all of the typical kinds of activities you'd expect, shareholder meetings on the boards of other companies, uh, frequently involved in lobbying governments, uh, with many uh, long-ranging commitments to, to, to customers uh, and to shareholders. But he still found time to drop in to lean improvement activities in factories that he visited, and he would schedule extra time and say, you know, I want to be sit in the room with those people for half a day and ask questions and see what they're doing. And, you know, we, we extracted some PR out of that. So here's our chief executive actually running, uh, you know, a lean product development seminar, you know, and he's got the whiteboard and the pen. Uh, and, I mean, that's tremendously powerful in an organization. Uh, and, uh, you know, we made sure that uh, because that was important to our business, that the senior leadership could actually talk about the, how businesses were being improved and what tools we were using with some degree of authority. Yeah. We made that a real requirement. And I, and I found, 
in a couple of situations uh, you know, where I've been involved with customers that an element of detailed knowledge, not about individual products, but about processes in your business uh, has been enormously powerful. Because when you make a commitment to somebody, of course commitments are important, you know, uh, I'm the CEO, or I'm the vice president or the president, and I make a commitment to, to you as a shareholder or a customer. One way of thinking of that is, you know, trust me, I'll find a way of fulfilling it. But I think it's much more powerful if you say, and I'm confident in my commitment because this is how my business operates. These are the processes which I can tell you about, which would lead you to believe that my promise is actually deliverable. Uh, and that, that I found that very powerful. I've had good feedback from different people in different businesses, often customers, saying, you know, we, we don't often get senior people coming in and talking to us who actually understand how the business operates mm. so, so well. No, right. they should do, yeah. but you know, CEOs move from business to business. It's not always that it's easy to say, but you know, senior managers, senior leaders do move from different divisions of businesses, yep. or they move around because their skills are thought to be generic. Yeah. So yeah. learning about you know, business, the underlying business processes quickly, is, is in, I've found that very important.